What's up, everybody? Happy Friday. It's your girl. You know, I'm going to stop saying it's your girl because Funky pointed that out. Everyone says that it's your girl, such and such. It's I'm so sorry. lame. It is. I don't like saying it, but what else? I need a substitute. Soulmates, put something in the chat. I need a substitute for it instead of it's your girl. Come it's on. your old video vixen, Claudia Jordan. I'm not saying uh, it's your old video vixen. Old nothing. I mean, yeah, cute. Okay, I'm, I'm Claudia Jordan. Okay, it's Friday. I'm back with uh, another episode of TGIF, and we're here to spill the tea, break down the biggest headlines in the news and on social media with a little splash of shade here and there. So sit back, relax, get you something to drink, and get ready for all this hot tea. Fellas, let me introduce Al Reynolds. What's up, Al? What's going on, Claudia? I am chilling. I am chilling. Oh, are we dressed the same color? Are you in Dallas? I'm in Dallas. I'm here uh, just, okay. just trying to recover and get my face back. Okay. Um, and also, please uh, welcome Funky Dineva. Old Funky Dineva. <laughs> Old from VH1 Funky Dineva. Well, you know what? That's fine. And fill a face, Claudia Jordan, honey. They say, <laughs> they, they say Claudia. Ooh. I got to read these comments, baby. They say, Claudia got fillers. Claudia don't got uh, facelift. Claudia, I mean, I don't even recognize it like that, friend. But the, the people are wearing you out in the comments. They are, but look at my face though. Like it, it's gone down. I don't know what it is. It's just been, I don't know. I, my, I've talked to s several doctors. I was going to go to the ER. I didn't go. I've been told I need to get a CAT scan. Uh, people don't know. It's so funny. People have no idea what Botox and fillers really do. They're like all oh, that Botox. First of all, Botox is a shot in your forehead and around your eyes that stops you from getting, be able to move your forehead. As you can see, I, I can, I can, uh, okay. Fillers fills in lack of volume in your face. I've had them before. It wears out after about a year and a half and it goes away. Um, so what I'm having, I think is some kind of reaction to all the drugs in my system. So I don't know, but yeah, they, they was wearing me out. They said I was pregnant. My nose spread. I need to leave my face alone. What is she doing? She aged 20 years. I'm just like, okay, but it's going down a little bit, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. Go ahead. Let me have it. I'm I'm used to it. So anyways, how y'all doing? Good. Real good. No yeah. complaints. Okay. Anybody well, drinking? Um, I'm drinking water and I have a little bit of a kale salad because I have to detox my system with all these drugs. I'm taking all these fillers and stuff. You know what I mean? What y'all drinking on tonight? Sweet tea over here. I got a little bit of vodka and orange juice. Oh. One of those nights. You sound like you need some Theraflu. <laughs> Are you sick? No, I just was traveling back from D.C., so I just got in like maybe thirty minutes ago. Okay, minutes ago. well, glad you made it here on time. We appreciate it. Hey, listen, y'all, um, it's Friday, so you know at the end we're gonna answer your questions, including medical questions if you insist. So please go ahead and put your little shady questions in the chat. We're gonna get to them in the last segment of the show. All right, let's get into this. Brittany Griner was released from a Russian prison in a one-for-one -one prisoner swap for international arms dealer Victor Bout. President Joe Biden made the announcement at the White House alongside Kamala Harris and Brittany's wife, Sherelle Griner. Now, President Biden said, after months of being unjustly detained in Russia, held under intolerable circumstances, Brittany will soon be back in the arms of her loved ones, and she should have been there all along. This is a day we worked towards for a long time, we never stopped pushing for her release. How happy are y'all about, you know, her or ordeal being over? Al, let's start with you. What you think? Hey, listen, I said I told you guys the last time we um, reported on this that I felt like the press and how things were moving, she was going to be out within the next six months. And look 
Look, 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 she is out. You know, Claudia, this story was emotional for me. I don't know why. I just was very connected with Brittany Griner being detained and, and being in prison and being moved to the penal colony. That morning when I woke up and saw all of the feeds that said that she was freed, I just really, really had a very overwhelming response of just being happy. Because we know, and a shout out to the Biden administration for being able to broker this, because we know the GOP, if they were in office, Brittany Griner would still be in prison. That's a fact. That's true. Q, what do you think about this? You know what, Claudia? I'm extremely excited that Brittany Griner is home, but for some reason... My upset with the Black community is overshadowing my joy for her being home. And I, I'm going to be very transparent in this moment. Black people, y'all effing make me sick. Y'all really do. You know, on, on one token, y'all always want to holler that Black women are the most undervalued species on the planet. And then here it is, we get a Black woman prioritized over a white man to, to, to be brought home from this excessive sentence in Russia, and then y'all want to sit here and dissect every minuscule detail of the case. She shouldn't have had the bait. She broke the law. She knew what she was doing when she went over there. This is not a fair trade. We let we let our arms to go. Shut the hell up. Listen here. All right. It's not like Victor Boot was sentenced to life. He was getting out in ten years, regardless. Or of less. the situation. Mm -hmm. He was getting out in 10 years, all right? Then y'all want to holler about, oh, it's only because she a celebrity. If it was a regular person, they wouldn't have got out. You damn right if it was a regular person, she wouldn't have, they wouldn't have got out. But what the hell does that got to do with the cost of tea in China? Like, can we just be happy that one of our own came home and finally got prioritized over a white man? What the hell is wrong with some of y'all? I echo your sentiment. I saw all these social media, IG political pundits getting on there saying, this is so bad. Victor Bout about to get all of us and kill Americans. Let me tell you something real quick. Go back in history a little bit. Do your little research, okay? Not y'all, but people that are watching. Victor Bout was damn near retired when the U.S. set him up and got him and, and got him, okay? He's been in prison for 11 and a half years. He was up for parole within three years. He's probably going to get out. Let me tell you this. Arms dealer, the arms dealer business, he can't just pick up where he left off and just call the old contacts. Half those people are dead or in jail that he used to. He's not as powerful as he once was. Is he a bad guy? 1,000%. But people do kill me with like, well, we shouldn't have done this. This is the worst trade I've ever witnessed. No, this is the first trade y'all ever paid attention to because it's Brittany Griner. And it's just like, the way it's, I'm sorry, it's double standards. Y'all was capping for little, when little Wayne got pardoned, it was such a great thing. When they got, when ASAP Rocky, Rocky got let go after about a fight that he was in, y'all love that. Kodak Black. Kodak Black, who had contributed nothing to the Black community besides some raps that I can barely understand, who has consistently come for dark-skinned Black women, y'all was celebrating that bullshit. But Brittany Griner, who's never been in trouble with the law, because she's a Black Paul masculine lesbian there's no favor for her she's not the poor victim she's like she'll be all right and we got to call it what it is i feel like lesbian black women get treated the worst of all women in america and mm. i put that on everything they are the least protected there's black women and then there's lesbian black women they are at the very bottom of the barrel they get no love no sympathy people think because they're damn near a man i guess which is so ignorant 
She's still a Black American woman that we should give a damn about. And it makes me sick how y'all hop on social media with half the facts and, and, and don't even have, like, you know, like I said, the rights. I mean, the, the facts. Like I said, Victor Bootbout was about to, uh, he was going to be out very soon. And very soon. it's not like the arms dealing business died when he went to prison. There was somebody else that picked up where he left off and it's still going on and it'll be going on until all of us die. So shut the hell up, please. <laughs> please. And we got to get into Donald Trump and his crap that he was talking about because I have a read for him as well. Um, so, of course, Donald Trump had to insert his big, wide, orange ass into this conversation <laughs> and post his thoughts on his failing truth social. Um, Trump said, what kind of deal is it to swap Brittany Griner, a basketball player who openly hates our country, for the man known as the merchant of death, he continued. What a stupid and unpatriotic embarrassment for the USA. Um, it says, Funky, go ahead and take this. And I... I we, I think we all have a lot to say. About. You know what? He need to sit his upside down avocado shaped ass down somewhere <laughs> and worry about the damn classified documents that they brought from Mar-a-Lago in them boxes and all those doggone tax charges that his organization got caught with, yet alone his philandering, cheating ass son who Day just put on blast. They love using those uh, trigger words to get people all worked up, unpatriotic, all this type of BS like this. Donald Trump, Mind your business and worry about where the rest of them damn classified documents from the White House. <laughs> you know, that's what y'all want to talk about. The man that y'all wanted to prioritize over Brittany Griner, the Marine, he was a traitor, all right? And so is Donald Trump with them damn documents in his house. So, Donald, you can go take a twirl on a banana as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> That's very, wow, very PG-13 of you when you could have said a lot worse. Okay, thank you very much. And what say you about this? Listen, I don't, I don't think I don't think we should be listening to anybody who just recently got uh, found guilty for multiple criminal tax fraud um, allegations. I, I mean, wasn't it what was it Seventeen. two days ago the Trump Organization was found guilty on all counts of criminal tax fraud. As far as I'm concerned, Donald Trump needs to pack it up and get off of social media and get out the public eye as far as I'm concerned. And to go back to what Funky said about Donald Trump knew, knew, using these trigger words to get the white base angry at, at Brittany Griner, that she's not worthy, she's not a patriot, she hates America. Let me tell you who seems more likely to hate America. Not a woman that plays basketball for Team USA for two fifty dollars a year. How about your punk ass that, get, that built, milked this nation of millions of dollars through this Save America fund that you just used to your own pockets? You never pay any of your contractors back. You're hating Americans because you don't make sure that they're taken care of. How about you saying Russia is right and siding with Russia all the time, being so far up uh, Putin's ass. I don't even know how he moves with your ass so far, your nose so far up his ass. That is someone that seems to hate America more than Brittany Griner that went there to make to supplement her income. You have your nerve to say all this stuff. And might I add, if you've cared so much about this trade, when Paul Whelan was in prison, you was in office. You could have got him out with, during your term. With but your homeboy. Mm -hmm. you, you, you were the, the closest. We could, you could have got all 50 Americans out that have been held over there. But you got you did not do that. So for you to sit back and talk about Biden because he's getting it done, this is the second American he's got out this year, you have a lot to say, and I need you to stop in the words of Chris Brown. How are you hating from outside the club? How are you hating from outside the club? <laughs>
Like, I love how you tell people that they hate America when you and your people try to overthrow the whole government. That is someone who's over hating America, not Brittany Griner. So shut the hell up. And all that's right, why I'm DeSantis going to whoop your ass. Oh, you two are on fire. Which is, still a, which is still a bad thing for us, but it's a read to him. That's why DeSantis going to kick your ass. Man. <laughs> all right, y'all. According to the CEO of Walmart, y'all need to stop uh, being ghetto up there stealing. Growing losses due to shoplifting could lead to higher store prices and possible store closures. Walmart CEO said at LAX, uh, I'm sorry, a lax approach from prosecutors handling shoplifting cases could impact the chain's future. Like, it's that bad. He also said there, if it's not corrected over time, prices will be higher and or stores will be closed. I did look this up and they said that uh, it's looking like billions of dollars, $3 billion loss per year in, in revenue with Walmart. That's, I would think their total revenue would be $3 billion. Y'all boosting that much from Walmart? Key, what you think about this? You know, you know anybody got this? Let me tell you something. I don't give a damn about them people stealing shit out of Walmart. Keep stealing it. And Walmart need to tell the truth. The people ain't stealing, per se. They just walking out the store with the shit because the lines be too long, okay? <laughs> if y'all open up more of the doggone lines, people wouldn't get impatient and walk up out of there. Secondly, I'm going to be very honest with you. While I don't agree with people stealing... I do not give one hot damn about people stealing out that cheap, dark, raggedy-ass store. And here <laughs> is why. They say it's the public, it's the general. First of all, we appreciate the boosters that steal out of Walmart because <laughs> the rent is high, times is hard, and everything is going up except the wages. Then they said the employees is stealing too, but y'all don't pay them people nothing. And it is worth mentioning that Walmart as a whole, their employees are the largest group of people who receive social service benefits like food stamps, Section 8, welfare, so on and so forth. So I don't feel bad for y'all. If y'all paid y'all employees more, they would be de-incentivized to steal. And if y'all opened up more damn lines, people would stop rolling out the store with TVs and carts full of groceries. Deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> Al? <laughs> you know what, Claudia, you're right. They said last year they lost $3 billion in revenue dealing, you know, with shoplifting. But Walmart better watch out. You know, the brand Walmart is synonymous with low prices. You will potentially jeopardize your entire business model if you threaten to raise prices. I think I like Walmart. I don't know about I don't know what Q talking about. I like Walmart. I can find any and everything in Walmart. It's convenient, it's affordable. But the other second question is like why do you have to close stores? and increase prices something about it that is not making sense to me and with that i feel like walmart is just setting the american people up for raising prices because that's what their ultimate goal is i agree i think they're lying i think there's no way in hell that they have three billion dollars in losses their whole company is worth 400 billion i don't think they got three billion in losses i think they have some mills but not no bills and losses. And I do think this is, I agree with you. I think this is a way to increase their their uh, their share, their share stock prices and make the value of the company go up. We close down some of these stores, pay the employees less, say we lost all this money, file insurance claims is what y'all mm -hmm. probably doing. Walmart, you tried it. All right, we're gonna take a quick commercial break and we'll be back with more tea and make sure you put your little shady questions in the chat for the last segment. We'll be right back. Welcome back to TGIF. Make sure you put your questions in the chat for Al Reynolds, Funky Dineva, or myself in the last segment of the show. We're going to reserve that entire segment 
to answer your questions. We're going to try to get through as many as we can. All right, y'all, back to the topics. Although Todd and Julie Chrisley are getting ready to spend time behind bars, they're not backing down after their adopted biological biological mother, Angela Johnson, wants to regain custody of her 10-year-old daughter, following their prison sentence. Now, the couple told people, Todd and Julie are saddened by the unfortunate and misleading narrative currently being portrayed in the media regarding Chloe. Now, the Chrisley's attorney also told people that Johnson's attempts are simply not legal, correct, or even valid. Their attorney claims that 31-year-old Johnson has no contact with their daughter, with the daughter, since 2015. All right, guys, I'm not, I don't watch the show, so I need y'all to school me on this, Al. What do you think about this story and this whole thing? I'm like you, Claudia. I don't watch the show. I may have watched it once. But one thing that I do know is that this mother, this instance, feel a little bit like she is clickbaiting because she legally knows that she voluntarily gave her daughter up. She gave her daughter up in 2015. Not only did she give her daughter up in 2015, but she hasn't seen her since 2015. On top of all of that, you haven't filed any papers. You haven't hired a lawyer to help you with this. I think you're just using this opportunity because Todd and Julie Christie are in the news to to be in the news. Okay. All right. Q, you've watched the show a few times, right? I've popped in and out over the years. Todd Chris, I find him to be very funny. I think for the audience out there that doesn't watch, um, she's just not some little random black girl. She actually is their biological granddaughter. Their one of their sons had a baby with this young lady, and um, the son had bipolar issues and some substance abuse issues. And I am assuming that the mother and her family probably were not in financial position to take care of the child. So they decided to bring the child in-house. Um, when I first saw this story, you know, the black in me wanted to immediately run to her defense and be like, yeah, that lady, her baby. Um, but then I had to think rationally and I'm all for what is in the best interest of the child. And mm-hmm. if the child has been over here in this home with this family for this long, and that's all this child knows that I don't think that needs to be disrupted. Um, and considering that the Chrisleys are getting ready to go to jail, custody has been moving to one of their daughters or whatever, who presumably is in the household and active in this child's life uh, 24-7. So I honestly think the child staying over there in the Chrisley household is the best thing in this situation. Okay. Thank you for that, because I, I haven't watched the show yet. Um, real quick, I know that we're th- this was a story that was going to be in, but we found out. Uh, I, I know that everybody expects us to talk about this R. Kelly song that came out. Um, the internet was on fire, right, about the whole R. Kelly song, like, released from prison. Well, our producers have found out that, that that's an old song. It's not something that just came out recently. So that's why we're not really spending any time on that. you have anything to say about that? No. Okay. He was ghetto as hell. I said, damn. Okay. To be honest, you know, the comments I was prepared to make was prison is supposed to be a place of rehabilitation. And I did tell y'all that um, he should be in the prison choir. So I was hoping that it was true. (laughs) The lyrics, though, I I was with those girls, young and old. I was like, yeah. He loves it. Okay. All right. Well, if anything else comes out from the Kelly camp and then the Kelly prison soundtrack, we will definitely cover that story. All right, y'all. After many speculations. Uh, honey. Huh? We got to go to commercial, baby. That's old. No, that's old. That's old, Q. 
Oh, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> you see what happens? I'm on it tonight. I got you. Don't worry about she it. She took her brain pills. She took her brain pills tonight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have to <laughs> When checking a bitch goes wrong. Right, exactly. How <laughs> strong and wrong. You two are on fire tonight. <laughs> okay, y'all. After many speculations, social media influencer and comedian Pretty V has seemingly confirmed her relationship with Rick Ross. Pretty V appeared on Revolt and talked about what attracted her to Ross. She said, yeah, uh, it's the boss. It's the boss and him. I like guys who lead. So when you're a leader, you can step to me, you know? But again, when it comes down to Ross, Ross is the type of person who you look at and you just admire, you're inspired by. Like, I want to do what you're doing. So teach me. What are your thoughts on this relationship, Al? What do you think about this? Is Rick Ross, is he is he sexy? Does that bossiness make him sexy to you? <laughs> Pretty V like that money. That's what she liked. She, when she, I listened to her entire interview. You know, I think, A, I think she's beautiful. But when I listened to that interview, the thing that concerns me about someone that you admire, but you want to be in a relationship and you want to be like, that kind of sounds mentorish to me. That don't sound like, you know, real love. As it relates to Rick Ross now, I, you know, I think Rick Ross is an attractive dude. I love his teeth. He's got charisma. I like his, I mean, I just think he's an attractive guy. So I can see what, I can see, I can see why she's into him. Okay. Cute. Is he saying you know, um, you know, one thing worth noting, they're both Miami natives. Mm -hmm. All right. So they, they both speak the same language. If y'all get what I'm saying, uh, shots out to Rick Ross. He and I actually both went to the same high school. We weren't there at the same time because I'm young and supple and, oh, you know, he's, he, he's a little older than me. Uh, but I, 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 I like this. Um, I hope that this, this, this relationship sticks. You know, one thing I've liked about Rick Ross, even though he's had some high profile relationships in the past, he doesn't have that rapper womanizer reputation or whatever the case may be. He seems to be more of a solid, settled type guy. And, and I, I would like to see where this relationship goes. And I'm glad it's age appropriate and not Lyra Galora. You know, um, I got to interview him when I worked at the Ricky Smiley show and I, I see what she sees. Like, uh, listen, women are more about like how we feel about around you. And people could say it's just money. Uh, it could be, or it could be that, you know, when someone knows like there's their stuff, it's very sexy when someone um, is confident and a leader and got it going on. And his business has, you cannot take that away from him. He has handled his business correctly, stays out of trouble for the most part. And, um, you know, that's probably sexy. She probably feels protected around him. So I'm, I'm not mad at it. And I had no idea how beautiful she is. She's really pretty. She's mm -hmm. really pretty. She's really pretty. So shout out to y'all. I hope y'all make it. I know he. it is cool that he he was engaged before. So he is the type that is open to marriage. So mm -hmm. I hope that leads to that. Has he I, ever been married before? Not that I know of. Not to my ever. knowledge. Mm -hmm. And does Rick Ross have any kids? Not to my knowledge. Wow. Mm -hmm. I don't know. got a good one. Yeah. Right. Okay, right. now. Now, Funky, you recently posted that people who grew up watching messy reality shows like The Real Housewives and Love and Hip Hop don't have good conflict resolution skills. Can you talk about that? Yeah, so, you know, that was, uh, some of the blogs picked up an excerpt from the video that I did on Shanquella Robinson, and I was just making the point that when you look at shows like Real Housewives of Atlanta, that's on like season 14 or 15 at this point, Love and Hip Hop, which is like 10 seasons in, and you factor in people in their early 20s, 
These kids were 10, 11, and 12 when these shows were at their prime, premiering, and peaking. And what they saw in terms of conflict resolution is running across the stage, slapping a bee, cursing somebody out, reading somebody. I mean, I can single-handedly tell you the Real Housewives alone even revolutionized the gay community. I mean, the gays sit around at brunch and just read one another just because they think it's the, the in vogue thing to do. And so that's the point that I was making that these, these youngsters, um, while you know the, the lion's share of the responsibility should lie on your parents on how you're raised, what they have seen in their stratosphere is when you get in conflict with somebody, you curse them out, you read them in public, you throw a drink in their face or you run across the stage and you fight them. I like to add to that. It is a, a reality TV and it's and also music. Because remember back in the day mm. when people had mm. rap beat, they would battle rap or battle dance each other. And it would be a little funny, but like no one got murdered. It wasn't mm. like that. And now it's like, it takes very little for someone to kind of want to end someone's life or want to like really get violent. I think mm -hmm. we just, that you're right. There's, there is no conflict resolution. Everything goes from zero to 10. Al, what you think? You know what? I, I thought about this. I, I looked at Funky's um, clip are we sure that it was reality TV that is the issue around conflict resolution? Because if we're honest, people have been fighting on TV forever. I mean, it's been it's been crazy things going on forever on TV. In my opinion, I think it's social media and the internet. I think that individuals are, are chasing likes and views, and they really have lost their moral compass, if you will, on, you know, resolving something. Instead, they want to show something extreme so that they can get likes and views. I, th I think it has a lot to do with the internet and social media. That's a factor. I can maybe, agree with that. Or maybe perhaps it's like, to take both your points, it's like the perfect storm of all of yeah. them. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah, for sure. It's like three hurricanes colliding at once and you kind of yeah. have no choice. Because yeah. no politeness has went out the door. No one could just disagree and be like, oh, I, I okay, I agree. It's always like, F U B, I'm gonna kill you. Mm -hmm. I, I just said I didn't like your shirt. Right, exactly. A lot no. of that's going on for sure. <laughs> you know, the funny thing though, to me, Claudia, is on reality TV, this is one of the things that I was like, oh, I don't know if I'd be good in reality TV because you guys will fight We'll drag each other, throw each other under the bus, and then we'll come back next week and apologize and say, let's move forward. What? Yeah. What? I know. That's why I operate like game. that. You cross me. Don't talk to me no more. It was never comfortable for me. That's why I did one season on that show, because you are forced to go to lunch with someone that you don't rock with. Like, mm -hmm. this is so fake. Like, I'm like, what I'm saying is not fake. I'm saying what I really feel, but I would never go to lunch with someone after you disrespect me like that. Right. But on one hand, for me personally, it did make me be open to talking to someone after a fight. Like before the old me was like, I'll never talk to someone after they, it did make me have to try. And I did find that helps me a little bit in my relationships. Like instead of just writing someone off, I will try mm. a little bit before I bounce. It's all on how you take it. All right, y'all, we are, Funky, would you like to take us to commercial? <laughs> Guys, we have now reached the appropriate time to go to commercial. So we're gonna take a quick commercial break and we'll be right back after this. <laughs> Welcome back to TGIF. Once again, if you want to ask your question here, your question be read for the cast. Make sure you put it in the chat and we will get to them the last segment of the show. Also, a quick correction. Uh, Rick Ross apparently does have kids. I'm hearing three kids. So oh, wow. 
Yeah. I'd be curious. I'd be curious to know how old they are. Because you know, oftentimes I know how much money the mama that the mama baby mama's getting. Because oftentimes people whose kids are of social media age, they like to carry the celebrity of their parent, and we don't see them being like, "I'm Rick Ross's daughter." So I wonder how old they are. I'll look it up after the show. Right, right. Um, well, we'll check into that, uh, fellas. Speaking let me of get kids, a- though, y'all, I, I hate to be messy, but did you did you guys read about uh, Mariah Carey saying that Nick Cannon needs to find more time for his kids, her kids, yeah, their kids? Mm, I did not. He's got I did. twelve now. Like, if she's saying that now, like, what we talking about? Did you see that, Claudia? I did. She's like, I would like him to spend more time, but how? He's he's having a, a birthing um, a, pre, a natal prenatal photo shoot every like month and Lamar I mean, like it's he's busy. We knew this right? was coming. This, this is what we always said. And for those of y'all stupid asses out there, he got money. Wow, he he got money. Yeah, it takes a whole lot more than money to raise a child, baby. I, I just thought it was interesting that Mariah Carey would speak on something like that. That was pretty significant to me. But it, yeah, and it's very real though, because I I would be if I feel a way if I had the first two kids, and then like fifteen came after me, and then <laughs> my time of my kids get less and less and less, and they were probably used to seeing you kind of fairly often. You know what right. I mean? Like I, I could see why she would feel that way. All right, y'all. Uh, someone in the chat said, "Do you think she wants him back?" Share. Hell no. I don't. Yeah. She loved Brian Tanaka. <laughs> oh, and Rick Ross is also a grandpa too. He's a grandpa, so one of his kids has. Kids. Oh, it's called it's of age. Okay, cute. Okay, imagine Rick Ross being your grandpa. That That's big old dope. house. No, I think he'll be a good grandfather. I think so too. My grandpa was a scammer, but we'll get into that another time. <laughs> All right, fellas, let me get your thoughts. Is that on the him. one in the church? Yeah, and he used to drive. <laughs> he used to drive a limo, not as a job. That was his car. <laughs> Rest in peace, Grandpa Jordan. All right, y'all, let me get your thoughts on a tweet that was posted on Hollywood Unlocked. Uh, This is what the quote said. Not a single job has asked to see my diploma. We did not need that. Now, what are your thoughts on that tweet? And has anyone ever forced, uh, asked for a copy of your diploma or any degree during an interview? Q, we often hear about your degree (laughs) from your school in economics. So I would like to go to you first. So, you know, what? It, it's funny. My very first entry level accounting job, uh, HR did confirm with my school via transcript. I had to provide transcripts. I think the thing oftentimes is after you start going out for uh, middle level jobs or senior level jobs, I, I think the attitude is probably if your resume says X, Y, Z, the person at the beginning of your career probably validated your degree and it'd be a waste of uh, our time and resources. And there's probably no way you would have these skill sets if you did not have X, Y, D degree. Now, this person said diploma. Um, diploma, odds are you're probably applying for jobs at Michael's or the Gap if you're talking about a diploma uh, or a call center or something. And, and you know, those are low skill jobs. You just got to <laughs> you know, know how to read and, and add two plus two. So they're probably not going to ask for your diploma at Michael's, even though the job criteria says high school diploma needed. Um, but yeah. Okay. All right. Al, what do you think? Have you ever been asked for any of your 14,000 degrees that you 
Actually, I think so. I think it's a part of the background check. I know certain companies have background checks, and in the background check, you know, it follows the chronological order of uh, what you put on your application. But you know what, Claudia and Q, the the narrative around diplomas and degrees and going to college, it has shifted dramatically in a lot of young people's mind these days. A lot of people have turned to or decided to exercise their entrepreneurship. And we know that because the number of new business applications, especially during COVID, has jumped up to over half a million. Well, undisputedly, there's a negative ROI on college at this point. Um, Mm -hmm. There's a negative return on investment. Now, me personally, I will always be a proponent of college because of the social aspect and the experience. But I am of the mindset currently that if you're not going for a specialized career like nursing, architecture, engineering, whatever the case may be, college from an educational standpoint is a complete waste of time because if you're just going to go get a job as an insurance agent or whatever the case may be, they're going to train you. And if you notice, a lot of companies like Google and a lot of these tech companies now have dropped the college requirement. And if you're capable of coding or doing the job, they're hiring you. Q, I'm going to have to push back on that. I think the one thing that we can't forget about being in a college environment is that it teaches you other transferable skills like organizational skills, time management skills, people relations skills. You're forced to live and participate and do things that will help you as you transition into the real world. So well, I, I don't the think experience I want... And the social aspect of it, I right. support. Yeah, I agree with you on that. But the the educational aspect, I mean, you know, my undergrad degree is in economics. I had to write multiple papers on the the economy of Russia, and I can't remember S-H-I-T about any of it. (laughs) None of it's ever served me. I will say for, uh, to piggyback on what you're saying, both of y'all saying, uh, for me, college, I went to school in Ohio, and then I went to school in New York, and um, got out of the smallest state in the the country, Rhode Island, and it was... um, it taught me to be very open-minded. That's not stuff I learned in the classrooms. I remember sitting in dorms where it was like guys and girls were having relationship talk. We're having just, just new, just the nuance mm-hmm. of relationships, just open my, open my mind to thinking differently. I did try a bunch of things in college. Um, I, I, I got in the gospel choir. I was in the black student Alliance. I was fighting for justice back then. I had a nonviolent vigil for the Rodney King verdict that happened in 1992. Like all that kind of stuff made me very open-minded. I went in as a biology major. I want to work in a lab and try to cure cancer. And I shifted that to communications because the college radio station was there and the newspaper and it made me just try things. That's all stuff I didn't really learn in the, in the classroom. It just, it opened up my, it just brought in my horizons, which yeah, uh, uh, that's not a waste, but can you get that without paying $60,000 a year nowadays? I know, isn't that crazy? I have a nephew that just graduated from NYU and he literally owes a quarter of a million dollars. And And what's his degree here? I probably like philosophy or something. I can't you, something. you ain't even going to get a job that's going to ever pay you that. These abstract majors right. that you're probably never going to, they sound great, like black studies. How do you pay that back? You don't. <laughs> Hell, I owe 60 and they paid them whole since 2007. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all, let's get into this. Uh, Jackie Chan told Deadline, um, 
that the Red Sea Film Festival that Rush Hour that Rush Hour Four is in the works and that he's meeting with the film's director to discuss the script, but he hasn't confirmed if Chris Tucker will return to the franchise. Are y'all ready for another sequel of Rush Hour? And would you bother to see it if Chris Tucker does not come back? to reprise his role. Q, let's start with you. What do you think about this? I don't want it with him, and I don't want it without him. I, don't want it. I just think certain things need to be left alone. The, 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 the Rush Hour era is gone. Chris Tucker... Um, Chris Tucker is fat. It's just not, not going to hit the same. Um, he's matured. I think that he's done too much grandstanding in the media about being saved and filled with the Holy Ghost for me to now even take him serious, reprising a comedy role. Um, and, 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 and honestly and truthfully, if he's going to reprise that role, he should have reprised Smokey from Friday when he had the opportunity to do that. Again, I don't want Rush Hour with him and I don't want it without him. <laughs> Let Chris Tucker do his little golf tournaments or whatever he be doing. Leave That's why I be seeing him. <laughs> Have you I, seen? I, have you guys Jeffrey seen three? Jeffrey Osborne golf He be at the Jeffrey Osborne golf tournament in Providence, Rhode Island, and uh, yeah, he don't cuss no more. Which yeah, is like, don't, don't nobody was he fat? What was he fat? No. Oh. Her fat her. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen any of the rush hours or Money Train, Money Talks, any of them. Um, I'm not really into those kind. I'm of not a, really a big kung fu fan. He's a kung fu. Okay. Kong, Kong, Kong Fu fan. I'm not a big Jackie, <laughs> Jackie Chan fan. He like cock fu. Go to commercial, girl. <laughs> On that note, we a commercial break and we'll be back with more. Don't forget to put those questions in the chat. You might have one for Al right now yeah, um, when we come back. Welcome back to TGIF. Once again, put your questions in the chat that we will read and answer the end of the show. All right, everybody, if you're a 50 year old, a listener, if you're listening to this Gerber Life Guaranteed Life Insurance Sponsorship ad, there's a good chance that you're alive. And if you're not, well, this may not be of interest to you. Now, I know what you're thinking, life insurance, I'm going to live forever. That is what happens to other people. Well, for the sake of argument, let's assume you're wrong and that someday you won't be tuning into podcasts anymore. I know it's not easy to talk about it, so I'll do the talking. If you're 50 plus and alive or 50 to 75 in New York, you can apply for Gerber Life Insurance, Gerber Life Guaranteed Life Insurance with guaranteed acceptance regardless of your health. And since this life insurance is guaranteed, you don't have to get a medical exam. In fact, you don't even have to fill out a health questionnaire. For a free quote, just visit GerberLifeFamily.com. Then when you stop, I mean, if you stop listening to podcasts, your family can use the insurance money to help cover your final expenses or anything else. Now, your kids already inherited your ears, allergies, and questionable singing voice. So don't make them inhibit, inherit your final expense tab too. See the website for terms and restrictions and uh, check it out. All right, y'all, back to the topics. Prince Harry opened up about Meghan's estranged relationship with her father in their new Netflix docuseries, Harry and Meghan. Prince Harry said, she had a father before this, and now she doesn't have a father, he added. And I shouldered that. If Meg wasn't with me, then her dad would still be her dad. All right, y'all, do you think Prince Harry should blame himself for the demise of Meghan's relationship with her father? Al, what do you think? You're on mute. Al, you're on mute. 
<laughs> you know, something about this is really weird because if I'm not mistaken, Megan has had this issue with her dad for quite some time, long before she married Prince Henry, uh, Harry. So I'm not sure where that's coming from, but let me tell you something what I like about Prince Harry. Prince Harry stands up for his black woman. I mean, he doesn't let anything get past him. He's always in support. He's always standing up for her. He always wants to do the right thing for him and his family. And something about that is extremely noble. I, I, I just, I just, I'm attracted to how he defends his woman in their life. It, it, but that I don't believe because we, we know that they have that her and her father have had contention for a long time. Have you all seen a picture of him? Yes. Wow. Ooh. Wow. What? How did he get his, her mama? Right. What was she thinking? And in his, her mother is like very health conscious. Her mother is like a yoga instructor, great Muslim. body. You know, that's right. why they divorced. Can <laughs> we see that picture one more time, production? Ooh. Ooh. You know, I'm gonna be honest with you. When I when I saw the article, saw the clip, I rolled my eyes so hard I almost had an aneurysm. It just read, it read to me. I'm trying so hard to be chivalrous. I'm trying so hard to be perfect. There's no way in hell a sane, reasonable, logical, rational person can blame themselves for that strained relationship that Megan has with her father of poor character. That is not your fault. Um, that, that man is who he is, and that relationship was what it was. It'd be totally different if you know, they had this super tight relationship and then, you know, all of a, you know, the daddy disapproved of you or whatever, but the man was barely damn present and active in her life long before you came along and, and y'all's marriage just incentivized him to do some shady stuff, but that was already in him. Um, Harry, um, don't take that on and, and please stop it with the, I'm so perfect for Megan because it's just reading cheesy to me. Hey, have you guys seen the documentary? N not yet, but no, I, I no interest. Do you um, guys? So yesterday, I, I watched a, a piece of it, and, and there's something that happened that I, I didn't like. She was riding in a car, and she talks about how until she moved to the UK, she was never she never felt like that she was a black woman. She wasn't treated like a black woman. Wasn't treated like a black woman. Yeah. She never had an instance where she was treated like a black woman. Well, she's very passable and maybe she doesn't wear it on her sleeve until she got over there and she had to. I I'm going to say this about them. I, I I was rooting for them. I really was. And I feel like when you speak on Megan and, and Harry, especially Megan, um, I work with her for a little bit. Um, like you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. So I'm just going to speak freely. I, I will say this. I feel like this documentary, I get what y'all was trying to do. I feel like you probably feel like you've been very misunderstood. But it may end up doing more harm than good. Yeah. Like trying to explain yourself. I feel like you're ending up like it seems like from the comments that people are getting very turned off by it. Mm -hmm. So it's like I, I want Megan, especially Megan, to understand you're never going to win over the people that don't like you. You're just not. But there are a lot of people that do rock with you and that do like you. So maybe you got to focus on that because I've seen people say that. They really, a lot of people loved her when she went over there, but she focused on the ones that don't, which is human nature, I guess. But I, I do see that, you know, so having that kind of status and then like doing a documentary, it, I hope it doesn't cheapen the brand. I hope it doesn't cheapen the brand. I haven't seen it though, 
but I hope it doesn't cheapen the brand because like that is very historic. Even though, you know, as little black as she has in her, she does have some black blood, 50% black blood in her. And it is a big deal that 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 is now in the royal family. And, you know, I had high hopes for that. It just feels like they're trying to stretch a moment. You know what I'm saying? It's like the moment passed. We get it. Stop trying to milk it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. honestly, in the grand scheme of life, we don't care. We, we know the ending of the story. The people don't like you. He left his family. Y'all moved to the United States. Like, move on to the next chapter of your life. And I do get when it happens to you. You're like, but it hurts me. I get it. And it probably does hurt her, but I don't know if this is a... Y'all think this is a good move or not? No, I don't. I I, 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 I honestly don't. And, And while I think that Harry is doing irreparable damage to his family... With as far as their relationship, there are just certain things you can't come back from. But we got to go to commercial, child. So <laughs> go ahead, take us a break. So since, since you can't come back from that, you can come back from this commercial. We'll see y'all right after this commercial break. <laughs> Welcome back to TGIF. Our last segment is upon us, and we don't have enough questions from y'all in the chat. So go ahead and put your shadiest or your juiciest question for the three of us in the chat, and we'll get to it right after these stories. All right, y'all. Andrew Delivered Caldwell is calling out Supercent for buying his apartment building. The I Am Delivered influencer posted a photo of Supercent with the caption, Supercent, I'm about to read you. You trying to buy my apartment complex. Super replied to his antics on the shade room and wrote, Def gonna evict you. Pack your bags, fat. Uh, do you think Supercent was being serious or were they just joking around? Um, Al, what you think? Uh, you know what? I, I'm going to I'm going to say I think she, she was just joking around. But you know what? I love Super Sense story. Do you know she started out as a housekeeper? Like that was her original job. She started out as a housekeeper. She became a beauty influencer in 2013. And now her brand crayon case is worth $50 million. She's also constant um, on Oprah's uh, favorite things. She also has four other businesses, and I'm excited to see her expand her portfolio into real estate. Shout out to Supercent. Sweetheart, keep being the mogul that you're growing to be. I support her. I just ordered some stuff from her, uh, the cram, uh, her business, her line. The makeup removers are great. Her makeup is great. I love her stuff. Q, what you think about this story? You think she going to buy the block and kick out Andrew? You know, she 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 need to. She probably she don't want that riffraff in her building. You know, we're not allowed to use the R word, but that boy is so R. And uh, so I mean, Andrew, somebody currently owns your building. Like, (laughs) what is the problem, sir? You know what I'm saying? Like, someone currently owns the building. So why would you have an attitude that Super's buying the building? I mean, somebody's got to own it, right? <laughs> oh, looking like the Mad Hatter. I can't. <laughs> so Andrew Caldwell, right? Um, he used to be in my DMs and like really trying to be my gay bestie, I guess, right? Oh, is he gay? He was. Well, he was. I thought he's delivered. He got delivered. But I don't. I don't know that it worked like that. But I. I don't mess with the Kojic Church. You know, they be running around and. That's a whole other story for a whole other day. I don't know what they do to the Kojic Church. But. Well, Sam Cook said he's touched by an angel. Anyways, so listen, um, he used to blow me up, want to be cool. And I thought about like doing a show with him because I think he's entertaining. But then he'll just snap. And then he decided to have an issue. And I, he went on his live and he got more attention by beefing with me. So I had to like block him on stuff and he blocked me. So 
Andrew Caldwell, like, I'm glad you got your morning show in Detroit. You're working. It's very good for you. But, you know, calm down. Like, you beat the odds. You beat the odds. All right, y'all. Before we go, we want to show some love to our fans in the chat and open up the floor for them to ask us anything. And we do mean anything. Are y'all ready? All right, let's get to these questions. Uh, let me go to this one because a lot of people want to know this, and I, I know you didn't mention it before. Uh, ooh, someone wanted to ask. Oh, Vicky Huff, Funky, what happened to your Instagram? Um, I was going to fight somebody at the bar, and I posted their picture and was like, told the story. and was like, this who asked I'm about the kick, and I guess that got registered as bullying um, and hate speech or whatever, so I'm suspended for 30 days. So I'll be back around the 5th or the 6th of January. Okay. Wendy 10 TV asked the same question. Um, D- Diane Jones, question for Al. Give us your workout routine. <laughs> A lot of cardio. I actually work with two trainers now. One I do boxing with, which is my cardio, and one I do core and and weight training. Okay. Um, Justice Mercado, Claudio, would you ever create a beauty line? Uh, I had one with Selfie Cosmetics. I was doing like um, matte lipsticks, lip colors, and we we were going to revisit it because I didn't really market like I should have, and it was great stuff. And I felt like the beauty market was kind of Oversaturated. Saturated. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, question for all of us. What's the worst Christmas gift you had you got and had to pretend you like? Something under $50. Anything <laughs> under $50. <laughs> Al, anything? Oh, uh, I can't think of anything, no. Okay. Uh Deshauna Giles, Claudia, would you guest host the Breakfast Club? Yes, I I would love to. I, I work very well with Charlemagne and he knows it, so we'll see. Uh okay. Uh, what's C Mac? What's everyone's favorite holiday dessert? Holiday holiday dessert? Are y'all giving us just the clean questions? Where the dirty questions at? Right. I like a good cake. I'm a chocolate cake kind of person. Yeah, I like a good cake with a nice nice icing. Um, uh, lemon cake with icing as well. Uh, uh, question for Dineva. What happened to that leeching friend from a few months ago? Did you ever get that bar tab or Uber money? I'm trying to think which one. Is they talking about Miss Kenny? You got to talk about Miss Kenny. Miss Kenny don't never pay me back. So, no. <laughs> but I love her. I love her. But Miss Kenny, Miss Kenny's just Kenny. Kenny don't never pay nobody back. You remember Kenny, Claudia? I love Kenny. We like Kenny. Where he been? He um, been um, not drinking as much. Staying home. Oh, okay. Chilling. She's not. She's not of this earth. I have a question. Claudia, what them toes do? When they're all the way healed, I'm going to show you. But I do have, like, some little marks on my toes still. I had stitches. And when they're all the way healed, I'm going to reveal them. I'm going to show y'all everything. And they also, Brandon wants to know, what do we all want for Christmas? I will ask Funky. What do y'all want for Christmas? Can you say it real quick? A rich man with a boat. <laughs> Al? Oh, a car. Okay. I, I would like trips and jewelry. Okay. I want to thank my fantastic co-host, Al Reynolds and Funky Dineva for always serving the tea. Thanks for watching us on YouTube. Stay tuned for a new episode of Tracks and Tales. We'll see y'all. Next week, have a great weekend. Switching and saving with GEICO is easy, so you're free to ponder life's big questions. Like, is the word dictionary in the dictionary? If so, it probably says something like dictionary, noun. A dictionary is the word you're reading now and the pages they were printed on. Basically, this thing you're looking at right now that you're holding, reading words from, it's a dictionary. As in, hey, look at me. I'm holding a dictionary in my hands as I read the definition of dictionary. Yeah, it's probably something like that. Switch and save with Geico. It's easier than you think. 
This is Claudia's O'Reilly Auto Parts story. I had just moved to a new city and barely even knew where the grocery store was yet. When my car wouldn't start one morning, I didn't know who to ask about local shops. But I remembered a name from back home, O'Reilly Auto Parts. I called and they pointed me to a great mechanic just down the street. Now, I feel a little more at home. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 